previously on Box Cutters. I had the jack in the wrong hole. (laughs) (laughs) That was last week's episode. What? (laughs) That was the sex talk. (laughs) (laughs) I was lucky I was standing He said it with like raised eyebrows, like, (laughs) innuendo. Good evening, viewers, and welcome to episode 360 of Box Cutters. Woo, 360. Full circle. We've done a 360. My name's Brett Cropley in the studio. To my left, Marion Blythe. Hello, Internet. Chris Tunney. A good evening. Nicola Holiday. Hi, everyone. And Steel Saunders. Hey, you guys. Hey. It's a, It's been a crazy, crazy week for me. How about you guys? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Not as crazy as yours. Mm-hmm. More steels. It's not a crazy off, you guys. It's just <laughs> all get into the padded cell and I beat think, the crap out of our calendars. I think if we got down to the nitty gritty, mine's the best. Now, uh, last week's episode was delayed in going up, which meant that we almost went on hiatus, really, Mm. which can sometimes be like a a code word for for cancelled. But have no fear, we haven't been cancelled. We're still here. We're still doing it. Um, Someone's got their show business uh, thesaurus out. (laughs) (laughs) They're impressive. There were discussions and they were workshopping, you know, moving us around. Well, remember there was that... the idea. Remember there was that show called Joey, which was... Uh, Joe Tribbiani. Yeah, yeah. That, that went on hi- hiatus. Mm. Never came back. <laughs> you can't get rid of it's us not, that easy. It's, it's not black and white. You never can count your chickens mm. before they We're hiatus. there. We're on your hard drive, automatically downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, hopefully you've uh, recovered from listening to episode 359. It was a very sexy episode. It was so good. I loved having Lauren here. She's so much fun. I cheated on this podcast this week. I did the Splendid Chaps podcast. I felt like I was cheating yes. with all those good-looking Doctor Who fans. Picked up uh, a lot of fans? <laughs> yeah. Did it, were you telling everybody that uh, you can listen to you every week? Yeah, yeah, cutters? I did, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I spruiked us. Well, welcome to uh, all you new Whovians. <laughs> I don't think any of them are listening. <laughs> well, maybe maybe if you go out and meet them individually, and oh, no, they, they, they should be listening. They can listen to it while they're building their little cardboard dogs and stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're not actually talking about the staging crew of Doctor Who. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Mm. No, these are these are actually fans of the, the props, show. the props department. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I um he, if you are building your cardboard Doctor Who dog K nine uh, okay settle down over there <laughs> uh, this is a pretty cool story not related to television but movies mm. and movies often like graduate to television yes uh, the guys the fans that build R two D two there's like a there's like a society around the world and they were building their little R two D twos at a fan convention and Kathleen Kennedy who's near the new president of Lucasfilm saw how good they b- built their R2-D2s, and now they're building R2-D2 for the new oh, Star Wars wow. film. So, that's, uh, there's, so just use the good gaffer tape on that cardboard, guys, and uh, you might be on the next 
Doctor Who. Get the expensive um, silver spray paint. And yeah. you could have a future. Mm. Not that you don't have a future. Can I just point I don't want to talk you down. That I'm clearly a massive fan girl because I was on the fucking panel. So you're dissing you Doctor Who fans. And I'm, I'm not A1. dissing Doctor Who. No, 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 no. I, I, t- I completely did not <laughs> intentionally do that. No. Yeah, and we we're, 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 we're in like East Brunswick, the heart of Doctor Who fandom mm. in, in Australia, it seems. <laughs> Is it East Brunswick or is it Northcote? Could be Northcote. Oh, mm. Really? Yeah. Mm. Did anyone see the the making of the first Doctor Who the other night after the fiftieth episode on Sunday night? No, no. I didn't see it. Making of the first it was a mockumentary, I, I guess, but it was it was really good. So it was funny. Yeah, you could eye view that. That was well worth a watch. It did it go good. through them trying to fit an entire spaceship inside a telephone booth? It did. Yeah, it had the prop guy. It's a police box. Oh, is it? Mm. Okay, yes. sorry. Yeah, but it, it's a police phone box. It's a police phone box. Okay. Steel, Steel was kind of right. Oh They'd, yeah, he was. You hey, know, hey, you know what the trick was? Hey, they're, on, they're all phone booths to me. I don't see colour. <laughs> you know what the trick was? They just didn't use the same camera following them from the outside to the inside. Oh, oh bullshit! Wow, Brett. Spoilers. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. <laughs> no, it's magic. Hey, uh, we've got a uh, a quick hard box cutters for you this week. Talking about hostages. God, following up our sexy episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about hostages, the uh, new show with Tony Collette and Dylan McDermott. I have no idea who he is. Have you Aww. seen American Horror Story? Yeah, I have. All the practice. Yeah, I have. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the practice. Have you? Have you I s- saw Horror Story. Have you seen McDreamy that kind of looks like him on Grey's Anatomy? No. I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. It's not him. Well, so I, don't, I don't care wait, wait, about wait. medical drama. Oh, don't you know who he is? He kind of looks like this other guy. <laughs> oh, fair and enough. he doesn't look like at all. Oh, that guy that he looks like. Yeah, yeah they're, right. They're, they're both dark, kind of swarthy and, and stubbly. He kind of looks like a blue telephone box, but better looking. <laughs> Hot. He's from The Practice. I thought that's where... Who the hell watches The Practice? What even oh, is The no, Practice? Don't say that. I watched I a country do. practice and that's all. That was a uh, law drama, wasn't it? Yes. Back in the 80s? I watched Ali McBeal and that's all. How old am I? <laughs> so along with our review of Hostages, we've got uh, some regulars back in for this week. All my crushes. Tuddy's angry old man ranks. <laughs> That's my favourite bit. Uh, we'll be talking. <laughs> we'll be telling you what to watch, and oh, we'll be suggesting what to watch. And uh, no, we will. We'll tell them. Do we're, it. No, we're demanding. It. We're demanding. Yes. In spirit of the show we're reviewing today, we are. We have got guns lined on you right now. <laughs> we'll take you hostage if you don't. Watch. You're in our crossfire. But as always, please stand near the window. Keep things <laughs> up with the box cutters news. That screaming girl was she didn't watch what we told her to in the uh, in the little That's musical jingle then. So enough said. Don't want to end up like her. Don't want to end up like the news girl. We don't want to suggest anything's going to happen. No, but accidents happen. It's probably going to happen. Yeah, we know where you live, <laughs> and it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Go to IKEA this weekend. Get better furniture. Your couch is ugly. 
Hey, uh, there was a bit of an international uh, broadcast TV event this week. Oh, really? Yes, yes. There's a show did called it, Doctor it, Who, oh my God, which did, is about this man called Doctor Who. I've and not heard of it. Did it break oh, come on, a world record? You've got to correct record. me if I say that. Did it break a Guinness World Record? He's not called He's Doctor not Who. Called Do- yeah, whatever. He's called the He's Doctor. The do- whatever. Did it break a world record? It a Guinness did. World Record? It, it broke a Guinness World Record, the special 75 minutes long episode screened to a BBC One peak audience of 10.6 million people, an average 10.2 million people, a 37.4% share that is in its native UK uh, but it was also simulcast in 94 countries including the US, Canada, Germany Norway, Denmark, Russia, Brazil Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, Chile Panama, Peru, and Australia. I was never a Doctor Who guy. I'm a Star Wars guy. That's my game. Or mm. uh, another assorted science fiction shows. But Doctor Who, I've got a thing against because it it took up coveted uh, late 80s, like 5 o'clock ABC time. Right. Like yeah. you, could, you could be watching it's G-Force, you know, Battle of the Planets, oh, Astro Boy, various, various uh, versions of Voltron. We've got the Lion Force, we've got the Vehicle Force, and then we've got this black and white crap with a few bins. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> it's Alex, I think, he means. It's time for G-Force to transmute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get the Phoenix burning. So, yeah, I've, I've had a... Uh, a, a lifelong grudge against Doctor Who for taking up those valuable uh, minutes in the afternoon after uh, after my rugged game of Tiggy. <laughs> Tiggy. There was a bit of news uh, broken by The Australian, I believe it was, over the week, with a number of various ABC broadcasters' salaries. Can you believe that people that work for the government get paid? <laughs> it is atrocious. That's oh, taxpayers' money. My God, they only get paid eight cents a day. Obviously, uh, the the highest paid was uh, not an on screen personality, but Mark Scott, the managing director of the ABC. But uh, Tony Jones topped the on air camera people with three hundred fifty five thousand seven hundred eighty nine dollars. Now this was uh, this was actually some old data. It was from three or four years ago, and uh, so so that may actually have increased since then. So rest assured, he's still making it rain. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it it really seemed like kind of faux faux indignation from the the Australian. Uh, like it didn't overtly say what they thought the the issue was with these people oh. being on these salaries. But when you compare it to, say, Eddie Maguire, Tony Jones is on less than less than one ninth of what. Maguire was on. So if you look at uh, what we're actually, the whole industry, then the people on the ABC are actually quite lowly paid. And uh, it's actually been a theory of mine that this is why the ABC is full of lefty pinko commos, because none of the right commentariat would actually do it for the money that they get paid. I saw an awesome thing just before on Twitter with uh, the new host of Media Watch. He released how much he got paid and then he sort of sent out a thing to Andrew Bolt. Your turn, buddy. Uh, I reckon you're doing pretty sweeter than me. And that's the bizarre thing that people, I see people's outrage on the internet. just like, oh, our taxpayers' money. It's just like, this is so far down. Like someone getting paid half what they could get paid on a commercial network, that is so far down on the list of 
like things that taxpayer money is getting wasted on. Mm. It's just like, oh, it's it's and, and it's probably a gift to these guys because we're probably having like sweet meetings with Channel Nine now, and uh, they're going to top seven figures. Like, it's so annoying that people get they just like, uh, it's like what they're on television, they work hard, they provide, they you know how many you know like hundreds of thousand people watch their show, like they deserve to get paid. Like, it, it's not as though they're, they're making a podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah, they've got a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope that uh, Tony Jones keeps his dignity, the uh, thinking woman's crumpet, and uh, and doesn't take up any offers forwarded to him by the commercials. Get um, paid, Tony. Get paid. I, I think the ABC should up his pay. He's got the skills to pay the bills. Another public broadcast news. SBS's Go Back to Where You Came From has won an International Emmy Award. Mm-hmm. The show is produced by... Cordell Jigsaw's Zapruder. Yes. Cordell said in particular to SBS, thanks for backing such a bold piece of television. So I think that show did really well if it's winning international Emmys. And uh, that international Emmy has... Uh, it's been diverted to Christmas Island to get uh, just checked out. <laughs> We mentioned in weeks past that uh, Spicks and Specs was slated to return to our screens. Yeah. And so it's, it's become official who are actually the host and team captains. ABC just posted a picture on Facebook of the lovely Josh Earl. Oh. Friend, friend of Triple R is the host. Our friend Josh. Um, you might know him from Lime Champions from Triple mm-hmm. R and from his amazing stand-up. He's such a good comedian, so that should be fun. Uh, and the team captains are Adam Richard from Outland and Stand Up and a lot of other projects. Fox Breakfast. Yep. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. I don't listen to commercial radio at all. I've got no idea. Um, and the gorgeous Ella Hooper is the other team captain. You said that thing about not watching commercial radio so <laughs> oh high God. and mighty and annoyingly. <laughs> I just want to go, like, give a black thunder a blowjob. <laughs> just to combat how high and mighty you do. You just uh, said I don't watch commercial radio. That would be difficult. Anyway, so Ella Hooper, Adam Richard and uh, Josh L. And uh, as as we heard from Miff on, on Steele's other podcast, uh, Ella Hooper may be in for a bit of stick, uh, given that social media is is all the rage these days. Yeah, oh, they're all in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, the Green God letters are going to be uh, calling for blood. Um, Why, though? Because they don't. Like, people don't like having, especially on the ABC, people do not like having hosts or panellists replaced. It, oh, right. it, it, it's just that, that the, the cage rattling, you know, 10% that they just, they don't like a new host. Like, they're still laying into Costa, and he's been hosting Gardening Australia mm. for like two years now. But, uh, yeah, Miff said on, on I Love Gringo Letters that they had it easy because they came up before, like, like Facebook and, 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 and Twitter and stuff where people would watch. and Which, which as we saw, just destroyed Ben Elton. Yeah. He, he had such a good show and it was, was just Twitter that, that destroyed it. was not it. a good show. It was awful. Your career ruined by a little cartoon bird. Um, yeah, and so they're going to have a pretty hard time just because people – and, you know, it becomes a bit of a spectator sport. People like to tweet along and, and, and lay in the boot. They're all so lovable, though. It's a great trio. They, they are, but that's to us. Do you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're in the inner city, you know. We're spouting about how we don't watch... And uh, I'm culturally elite. We yeah. Don't, yeah, we yeah. don't listen to commercial yeah. radio out, out <laughs> in Zone 2. They will miss uh, they will miss Miff and, oh. and the, the dude that uh, is missing a leg and all that sort of good stuff. Did Zone 2 watch Spicks and Specs under the old... Uh 
regime? I don't know. I'll have to do a survey on that one. Um, data will have to come to hand. Okay, I'll have to imagine. I'm going to go with yes. There okay. you go. I'll upgrade that to a yes. <laughs> well, uh, that, 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 the chain of thought there was I'm just... Could that, see that the cogs actual. turning. We got to a yes. We'll check that in, say what, uh, later on with mm. Nicola. I'm sure she'll uh, have all the breakdowns for us by then. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, this is television Scott Brennan. Apparently there's no N in Box Cutter. This is the Box Cutters. Hostages is a new series on CBS coming out of the United States. It stars Tony Collette and Dylan McDermott. It centres around the president's surgeon who is taken hostage and put in a position where she's been ordered to kill the president. What did you guys think of the show? I thought it was awful. Awful? Yeah. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. It's all big dick, big dick America. Like It's that whole first bit with him like going into the hostage situation and all like I'm going to tell you how it is so, like, so Dylan McDermott uh, plays an FBI special yeah, agent um, and, uh, and, and there's obviously a grand conspiracy that's going on here that, yeah. uh, that goes way 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 up the chain and, yeah. and it's all Go about, in a city hall! It's all about people have, have leverage over other people and yeah. so they're forced to do what they really don't want to do. I just, that irked me so bad, That just that scene like that opening scene of I don't know if it was the opening scene actually to be fair So, so he turns up to a bank robbery and and, uh, and they, they let all but one hostage go. Yeah, he's, go. The, he's the hostage negotiator or whatever the hell they're called. And he's all he's all like, I'm going to tell you how it is. You let go 12 hostages and yeah. then we'll talk about transport. And uh, it, it was just that, it's that classic America. I don't really like American show, like drama series and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is more yeah. an action kind of thriller. Whatever it is, whatever it is. I yeah, the, the, <laughs> the scene that you're talking about where he gets to the uh, bank robbery, it was it was like a parody scene, like from a comedy. Like it yeah. was like a sketch because it was just so corny mm. and it was so over the top. And this guy's like the Kanye West of hostage negotiation, just rocks in, gets everyone out, shoots a guy because he's got the wrong shoes on, which mm-hmm. is, that is very Kanye West. And oh, he's done it many times, allegedly. And, 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 and the body's still smoking and he gets back in his car and he's like, and that's how you hostage negotiate. It was just, it was so like cliche. Like it was the cliches turned up so high. It it, it seemed like a like a parody. It's really interesting, uh, kind of the trajectory of his work that he's this FBI special negotiator. But then he gets seconded to the Secret Service, and I don't think this is spoiling too much. But but it's kind of like once once he becomes involved in taking the hostages, which is which is Tony Collette and. and as the surgeon and her family, and uh, they were hoping that it would all be over within a day, um, that that while that's going on, he seems not to actually have to do his job at all. Everyone was free that day. (laughs) He's got some time in loot, you know? So, you know, he's he's rocked up to this bank robbery and and done done his deal. Did all the bank robberies stop? After that day it's just was- stupid. It's not smart enough. Like, it's not... And Tony Collett is so, um, you know, she's so good in other things. And in this, she's just painful. She does a very good pained face. Mm. The, the face of, what can I do? I really want to, really like, send her some lip situation. balm. Her lips are always really dry and That's cracked. That's so true. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I find that, yeah. We need to. We need to. Well, that's. I was going to say that uh, the very small amount that I did see of the program was just Tony Collette's, you know, lemon sucking. I've just eaten raw fish. 
face constantly was... Well, that lemon goes great with it. raw fish. <laughs> well, <laughs> it didn't look like she was enjoying it, though. It didn't look like she was enjoying it. But wasn't that acting? Yeah, but it was just it was too do, much. Do you that find was, this is, is an ongoing thing with Tony Collette? Yeah, you probably wouldn't enjoy being held hostage and made to kill the president and your kids yeah. having guns shoved in but, their face. But then I saw someone get stabbed in the neck and I was just having... Uh, blacklist flashback. <laughs> so it was. Who got stabbed in it? I only watched two episodes. I did the Dave Lawson rule of box cutters. Watch two and watch the third on fast forward. I couldn't. No, I couldn't put. I, I mean, it, it is kind of a rollicking action drama. Yeah. Um, and the states of jeopardy just keep on increasing and increasing yeah. as as kind of plans don't come off and, and people try to escape and, and all that sort of stuff. I think I watched six of them and I think that they kept kind of trying to go like something awful's going to happen or you're going to find something out soon and then they would either not go through with that. Like I thought that they, um, Dylan McDermott was going to kill her husband, yep. Tate Donovan, and then just shot him in the leg. I was like, ugh. I Did he even preferred. shoot him? I don't even think I he just, shot him in the leg. Oh. Later yeah, on. no, he shot her. In. Oh, oh okay. sorry, I've watched more. <laughs> he did, and I thought, just kill him. Or then, you know, he always shot it, shot him, shot him somewhere. Didn't kill him. Shot him in the abdomen. Luckily, he had he had one of the best surgeons in the country in the in the country's <laughs> public system. Yeah, he was oh. he was in the public system. Okay. It was this whole thing about. And then you sort of find it like they kind of go, and there's some sort of secret here, and you wait a bit, and you're like, I think there's something about that guy. And then they go, oh, you know, and. This man was um, Tony Collette's lawyer when from a case 15 years ago. But they sort of dropped that in a bit late. So you're sort of hanging on, hanging on, going, this could yeah. be interesting. And then you're like, I'm over waiting. Like, I'm, I'm sort of a bit sick of waiting to find out what it is. And then you find out what it is and you're like, eh. Having said that, I think back to Flash Forward, which was one of the networks trying to, to take the place of Lost because they knew that Lost was going yeah. to end and uh, wanted to keep those that audience involved. But Flash Forward was almost an antagonistically, we're not going to tell you anything about what's going on okay. and, and you guys can just suck it. I think that I think we get more information per episode in yeah. Hostages than yeah. we did in Flash I Forward. Thought that, so yeah, I did think you, got a lot, you did get a lot of information. And it's based on, I thought it might have a bit more to it, it's based on an Israeli series. Um, sort of similar to Homeland, the original story. So I thought, you know, often when they do that, there's a bit of interest in there. But I thought, and, and it's got like a million executive producers, including Jerry Bruckheimer. So I don't know. But yeah, I kind of was a bit like, oh, it's trying really hard. And Tony Collette looks like she's trying really hard. And I think she's that's a, the face she's pulling. She's a good actor. But it's just a bit like, just, I sort of just like, just kill someone. I mean, they killed one, they killed her best friend. That's quite sad. But I just, it just feels like that, ooh, threat, threat, but not doing anything. And her kids are stupid. They, they are rather, yes. They're her as stupid as they are pregnant. <laughs> well, that's, she got pregnant and then went to the doctor. Her mum's a doctor. Like, and she then, oh, I've got bruises on me. Like, oh, what did you do when I your mum was a doctor already, and you got pregnant? <laughs> my mum's not a doctor. She's a nurse. Okay, well, you answered half that question. Um, I only watched the first episode, mm. and the fact that we just revealed that Tate Donovan oh. did not get a fatal gunshot wound ensures I will not watch number two because <laughs> he is awful. so annoying. He's really annoying. But he, he yeah. could get one every single episode. Uh, you know, this is this is the layers of jeopardy that we're. Yeah, but, but what sums it up perfectly was at the end she of the first episode. 
she does something to prolong so the the surgery does not have to go ahead. Blood thinner. And um, the old blood thinner trick to to put off the uh, surgery for a couple of weeks. And then all the media are gathered around her and they said, oh, you know, what do you think about this? And she looks at the camera looking to Dylan McDermott watching who's, of course, every time, you know, you've got hostages, you you whack on the telly. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you're staying in a nice house. She's a very rich doctor. So the TV is awesome. So you want to check that out. It's probably got Netflix and... So, which really, why even watching TV anyway? You should be watching something, you know, a, a good a good show. And uh, she looks at the camera and she goes, I never give up. And then, like, stares at the camera and like, that's a message for you. Because she knew he was watching that camera. Yeah. yeah. And then it, <laughs> the, it goes to black and then executive produ- producer Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. And it's just like, yep, well, that's all you need to know about the show. <laughs> that is yeah. cliched. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a pretty sweet explosives budget. I feel like it should be obvious otherwise i'm as stupid as her kids i don't i haven't yet worked out how killing the president is going to help what's his name's sick wife well that's like he has somebody with leverage over him it goes all the way to they're having an international game of chinese threats where you threaten (laughs) one person then you threaten the next person then it's going to end up going back around and they'll re-threaten everyone to do different stuff so if that that actually does go through that would be awesome she's she's dying of cancer i don't see how that's preventable by killing the president oh you just you just (laughs) you're just walking around with your eyes closed about how much power the government's got the connections (laughs) i give up Watching. You will keep watching. I tell you one thing that I am sick of in TV shows. I do not want to see twelve hours late, like before, like twelve hours previous. Mm-hmm. They in Agents of Shield, they did it as well. It's like we'll show the sweet thing that happens at the start, and then we'll go back in time. But it's not like Breaking Bad did it in such an exciting way where you'd forgotten about it, mm-hmm. and it was right at the very end, and it, it, it sort of was like, just like a little exclamation point. But a lot of shows now just do it as because they just can't do this like get you interested early so they have to show you like something that happens like 45 minutes into the show so let's just let's just get you know throw your little Tarantino-isms out the door and just write a uh, linear timeline oh that's interesting I wonder I wonder if that's another symptom of just lazy or poor screenwriting personally I, I think that anybody any character that's in in a TV show that's in AA or NA such as uh, elementary mm. uh, or the the main investigating officer in Flash Forward it is just lazy screenwriting but it's, it's a it's, hook it's because, because they just can't be bothered coming up with another idea to bring in the conflict I think it's like it, it's a hook and you, you use hooks like that when you think that you're, when, you, when, when, you when, you when it's better. not strong enough when it's not strong enough when, you, when you're you, not a good enough screenwriter yeah you, you need something but watching a, a show about the, the president being sick and there's a lot of presidential vehicles driving around it just I just kept thinking, oh, I've got to, got to get back onto Veep. It's awesome. Oh, I love Veep. Veep's <laughs> the best. And it's just like, I do, if I want to watch a president, I want to watch, I'd rather watch the vice president yeah, and watch it be hilarious. Why can't people just not be assholes? And uh, Veep, <laughs> uh, totally non-Jerry Bruckheimer affiliated. So uh, that's a great review for Veep, you guys. Get yeah. on to that. And yeah. <laughs> Screw hostages. Get on to Veep. Jerry Bruckheimer, what, was Jerry Bruckheimer, like he did Top Gun. I feel like Jerry Bruckheimer has really lost his touch. He's, there's been a lot of stinkers that have come. He, you know, the last theatrical thing that he did was The Lone Ranger. Is he, is he doing too many drugs? I, I, I see your point. He can direct a jet fighter, but a TV actor, no. It's just jet fighters. Which was all Navy. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
So, uh, warning, Box Cutters listeners, uh, if there's another Jerry Bruckheimer show that comes up, don't be too excited. Just about skip it. it. Unless you're Nicola, who just watches unabated. She watches anything. Hostages is screening on CBS in the States and on Channel 9. And locally. it will only be watched by true hostages. Okay, so this week uh, I've got two crushes and um, they're pretty predictable because obviously I've been consumed, consumed wholly with Doctor Who stuff. It's been such an exciting week in Melbourne particularly. We had the Doctor Who festival going on. and There's been a festival? Oh, there's a festival, yeah. Really? It's been awesome. There's been all sorts of stuff happening. There was a Dalek in a library somewhere, an actual Dalek. Oh, no, it wasn't. There was a Dalek somewhere else. There was a phone, the the, the, the um, police phone box was in somewhere. Yep. Anyway, so my crushes are, and I can't believe he hasn't been my crush already because how many weeks have I been doing this, but David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant, yeah. Uh, the Tenth Doctor. Um, he he uh, is in the Doctor Who anniversary special, and he's amazing. And I'm also I'm going to give my other crush to Jenna Louise Coleman, who plays Clara Oswald, the Eleventh Doctor's companion, sidekick, whatever you want to call her, uh, because I think that um, well, she's adorable. Are they called so companions? <laughs> They're called companions. I've yeah. never watched a show and I know that. <laughs> I said, and you're a fan on I, a on a podcast. Can I just point? I was on a panel like talking about it, the theme was companions and it was discussed as to whether or not they're actually companions or sidekicks or whatever so that's why i said whatever the hell she is she's a supporter Mm. (laughs) she's a supporting character and um yeah but she so besides being adorable jenna louise Coleman, i think she's going to be my favorite i think she's going to be she's got potential she's a great character so David Tennant and Jenna Louise Coleman, I have been crushing on them and imagining them. And if you don't know them, <laughs> check out the blog. <laughs> check out the blog where uh, there'll be some select pictures. And then you can imagine what it's like to get them jammed in a little police phone booth. <laughs> I wonder if there's some fan fiction where they've like photoshopped their heads onto the like. I'll check it out. I'll check it out for you guys. That's at boxcutters.net slash episode 360. This week, I'm probably uh, preaching to the converted. Um, We've just come out of footy finals a little while back, admittedly. Spring carnival, Mm -hmm. now into the cricket. Uh, The cricket. It's not even summer yet. What's cricket? It's, well, it's summer in a couple of days. Yeah, on the weekend, summer starts. But uh, the advertising of online gambling um. in, well, not just not just on sporting TV, but uh, on TV in general is, uh, like I said, preaching to converted, but it's, it's out of control. I've got a couple of stats here. According to the uh, Responsible Gambling Foundation, uh, sports betting advertising has reportedly increased 300% between 2010 and 2012. Seriously? Uh, yeah, well, apparently so. In two th- I'd believe it because it's, it's shocking. Uh, 2012, there were 20,000 sports betting ads on free-to-air TV, which I find astounding. Uh, what percentage of those were uh, 
Tom Waterhouse. Tom. Yes, Tom. Shit-eating grin Waterhouse. Yes. Uh, I mean, we can't necessarily... Weird middle name. <laughs> well, have you seen pictures? He has got a shit-eating grin. Uh, but we can't be too down on Waterhouse now because he's sold out to all the big UK bookmakers now. Uh, a lot of the online gambling now is owned in Australia by uh, UK and Ireland. Um, well, UK. Um, but yeah, it's on top of that, uh, since 2006, there's been a 230% increase in online sports betting, and it now represents about 20% of the problem gamblers in Australia. Uh, there are petitions. Things have been done, you know, in last year. Liberal uh, well, politicians have uh, petitioned to change the, the status quo. Um, there's... I just think that more needs to be done. Maybe we should start a petition on box cutters. But here's the here's the thing, right? Yeah. Is people are all up in arms about gambling, advertising, and shit on the cricket, the football, whatever. And all of like a lot of those people are parents with kids who are you know who will think of the children, moral panic, and those parents are letting their kids participate in Melbourne Cup shit at school, and they're all getting dressed up and they're all putting bets on, and it's the same thing. I'm anti-gambling, so I'm not saying oh you know let all the advertising happen. I think it's all bullshit, but don't get all up in arms about gambling. In one little as in, in one aspect of it's, of media, and then yeah, it's not gambling. Like gambling is a legitimate legal, you know, pastime. Mm. But uh, having it shoved down your throat, having it shoved well, down your throat. They're having it shoved down their throat at their schools, and they're having it shoved mm. down their throat I mean, in the mass media. But I mean, around it also goes the to the same as you know, like uh, our national cricket team is sponsored by beer and yeah. Kentucky mm. Fried Chicken. But yeah, it's like parents' responsibilities, I guess, comes into it. Um, but I mean, it's it's not just as easy as switching off these days because there's just so much of it. Saturation. It's saturation, and um, maybe maybe we should uh, have have a campaign against uh, to 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 disencourage discourage people from watching sport on TV. Well, I think I think I, I think we might have a much happier community. Go to I think, I, I, think no, I think that was the main point of the Doctor Who convention. <laughs> <laughs> sport. What is sport? No, I think sport is a legitimate TV genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the biggest, you know, rating things. I mean, there's only so many people who can get into an AFL grand final, but AFL grand final in this state is, you know, one of the biggest days for for many people. Not not everyone, admittedly, but it is a big day. Sport on TV is a is a big part of society. But I just think that um, the level of this online gambling advertising and having it shoved down your throat is is out of control, uh, you know. And I mean, I could go on a tangent here about AFL in general and you know with their pokies and all that sort of stuff. But uh, as a avid North Melbourne fan, <laughs> I will just put that out there. But they are the only club in Victoria that doesn't take any uh, money from. Uh, poker machines so if you're not a member and you don't like gambling you should buy a North Melbourne membership Um, but yeah that's my bit I just think whether we join with um, Stephen Jones ALP ALP member from Throsby I don't want to get political but he does have an online petition to say enough's enough and maybe we could start a 
start a box cutters thing to say enough's enough because enough is enough. The uh, it's weird how you said the Melbourne carp like it's so entrenched in like Melbourne culture that and it is like. That's the thing about horse racing is, if you couldn't bet on it, the only people that would give a shit about the Melbourne Cup is Bruce McAvaney and 22 midgets. <laughs> like, no one else would care. It's all about the money. And I think that's what we're sort of falling into the trap now is that now that they're, they're making every sport about that and, and there's updated, like, stats and there's stats about who's going to kick the first goal and, and, and not even – sorry, I, I'm miswording that. Not stats, but odds. Mm. On on who's going to do that, this and the other, and I don't watch sport that much. But when I watched the the grand final day stuff, it was so much based around that. And uh, you know, like Tom Waterhouse, you saying that you know we can take the heat off him because he got out because he, he's actually the rare type of uh, brilliant gambler that has got a sweet hand and gets out. Do you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he, he, oh, he, he he gambled. Doesn't, he doesn't gamble. Oh no! Well, he's get, do you know what I mean. He got he built his business up, mm. and once he had a good pot, he's like, yeah, "I'm selling. I'm getting out. I've got my uh, he, forty he under, million." He undersold to the UK. Um, he didn't get anywhere near as much as what he wanted. He only got thirty-six million, only you know, for TomWaterhouse.com or whatever it is. His mummy will ground him. Yeah, well, they're all criminals, allegedly. Gambling <laughs> is gambling is just idiotic, and like you're saying, you know, it's legal, or whatever. So is smoking. It still kills you. You're still stupid to do it. I but, smoke, but, I, I, but think, <laughs> I think that's why the you know gambling advertising is so big. Is is we've got to bring back like you've got to bring back the ciggy adverts and stuff because mm. people that advertise the most. There's so much this like ruining people's lives. There's such a big profit margin in it, mm. and so that's why they're the main like advertisers. Mm. Is you know like fast food and and do you know what I mean? I'm not like hey, I'm you know. All twelve of those secret herbs and spices are awesome, but um, the uh, is it twelve or eleven? Um, but it's obviously like the more like the bigger profit margin is you can advertise more, and it seems like the uh, things that sort of maybe uh, lessen the quality of your life well, like have that. Well, that's interesting because when the UK the big uh, betting house in the UK bought Tom Waterhouse, the proviso was that he cuts down on his advertising so that they make more profit because he was spending too much on advertising. So, I mean, he's done that. He's taken that on board. So, But, I mean, even now, when you see him on TV, TomWaterhouse.com, he's only... He's just the figurehead now. He's not... He's just the spokesperson for... He's like the Dick Smith of Tom yeah. Waterhouse. Yeah. He is a that. dick. We'll give him that. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Go and uh, regain your composure over in the corner. <laughs> What are we going to have a look at this week, Mary? What what should we watch? I was so excited on Wednesday night. I was um, I don't know why I was home. I was home for a moment, and I was channel flicking, and I stumbled across the repeat of um, series one of A Moody Christmas, mm. which is an Australian comedy um, that was last on last year. It was one of my favourite shows of last year, and it's just brilliant. And they've got a second um, season coming up, and uh, it's basically one each year each christmas in this the moody family's um lives it follows their christmas day and yep. um 
Dan Moody is probably the the uh, protagonist. It's just it's really funny, and you can have a look at it on iView and stuff. Do watch it because the second series is going to come up, and you don't want to miss it. Just thinking about the timing of that, I assume that ABC have got their shit together about you when you put so. a show called The Moody Christmas on in the year. Last mm. year it was kind of mid. Mid no, year no, when it was it went in, to, no, it was yeah. in the lead up to Christmas. I'm was pretty it? sure, yeah. They're putting the Moody Christmas on earlier and earlier each year, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's in stores, oh, the carols, the last. But every character, every all of the actors do an amazing job and it's just really good writing. Really, yeah, really yeah. good, really fresh. Tony? Bill Bailey, um, one of my heroes, and he's got a show on you know SBS. From Black Books? Uh, yes, Bill Bailey from Black Books uh, mm-hmm. has a show on SBS 1. On Wednesday night, 7.30, part one. It's a two-part documentary, basically, called Jungle Hero. Uh, Is he going to the jungle? He does go to the jungle. He's he's tracing and trying to give a bit of cred to a man called Alfred Russell Wallace, who is... uh, I'll come out of the closet here. A bit of a... You know, he was... He worked with Darwin around Darwin time. That's, you know, the whole, you know, origin of species, Darwinian stuff on um, the beagle yeah there's the wallace line which is like a, a faunal line that runs up through borneo and indonesia and sort of that's where there's a type of animal on one side of the line oh. and another sp- mm-hmm. similar species but different but in a sort of australian oceanic version on the other side so he's developed the wallace line so it's a documentary to uh give alfred russell wallace his uh due cred so that's on SBS two parts Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights on SBS one. Yep. Nicola, have you got anything? I do. I t- I nearly overlooked this, which would have been foolish. The um, feature length drama directed you're, you're by. You're watching episode seven of Hostages, oh, aren't you? Stop it! It's not out yet. I can't watch it. <laughs> like when I'm not watching Hostages or being held hostage. I'm going to watch um, feature-length drama The Outlaw Michael Howe, which is the recent thing that um, Brendan Cowell All right. So directed. it's an Australian thing, yep. Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of um, – it's a movie, it's a film, it's a movie, but it's being – they're going to play it on the ABC this Sunday. I think it's also getting a cinema release. ABC 1 or 2? Sunday, 8.30, ABC 1. So it's about a, um, Michael Howe, who was a bush ranger in 1815. Convict, not Bush Ranger. So he was convict in 1815. Yep. And so I, I, I like what Brendan Cowell's done in the past with stuff. So I thought he's, he acts in it and he directs it. And Noise is one of my favourite films. So I'm going to give this a go. Steele, are you going to have any time to uh, have a look at anything over this week with your very busy show schedule? Um, I hope to. And I have found something. This is I'm not sure if you uh, use this medium to promote... Uh, what to watch this week but i'll be hitting youtube because on the latest episode of my other podcast i love gringo letters i was talking about warwick moss in the extraordinary mm-hmm. which was uh, i think a mid 90s uh yeah, i remember can someone do the voice the extraordinary <laughs> and uh it was like a treehouse of horror sort of with 
with some great, horrible uh, mid-90s Australian acting added in. And someone sent me a YouTube link to an episode and I watched about 30 seconds of it before. And yeah, buckle in. I can't wait. Apparently there was some rock where a lot of people died. I can't wait to find out what happens with that. And uh, so I'll post that up on my uh, my Twitter so everyone can also watch along with uh, The Extraordinary. And I might put it on the blog. That's okay. That is, that, no, you cannot put it on the blog. <laughs> Not <laughs> I okay. I don't want to rob you of, of Twitter hits. <laughs> it's been out since the late 80s. <laughs> I think it's okay. But still. Um, and my one thing to watch is uh, back to funny as a bit of, uh, bit oh, of a yep. stock for me. Uh, this week it is Ricky Gervais with his second special, which was about politics. Oh, that's hilarious. Jump the shark. <laughs> <laughs> Me or the show? <laughs> Ricky Gervais. No, but that's really funny. Oh, no, that's because Derek is also on ABC2 uh, screening again. They, oh, yeah. they had it over a number oh, of weeks yeah, I was on supposed ABC to watch that, wasn't Derek is a fantastically, yeah. okay, fantastic and fantastically moving Oh, no, Tuddy's no. Tuddy Tuddy's like thumbs it. down. It almost makes me cry. It completely mm. made me cry. I was, I was just, I was sobbing in what the last episode. There, yourself, there, there are big father like issues and stuff there. Yeah. It's out there. Have you had a look at Derek? Yeah. Yep. And you didn't like it? Didn't like it. R- Ricky Gervais's Twitter creepy. feed makes me cry. He mm. just can't ke- keep that prickish nature bottled up, son. He's got a bit of an attention-seeking laugh yeah. that's... that's Awkward. But he's doing that thing that celebrities do where they become social commentators when they really have no expertise as social commentators. Nothing to offer. Yeah. Exploitative. But, he, no, but he's he's done some wicked tweets that have been really poignant and he's using, at least he's using his soapboxes, you know, for good and not evil, mm-hmm. which is fine. I've really enjoyed some of his tweets, but I just find it odd that there are some people, like some celebrities just go, hey, I'm famous, I'm going to talk about, I don't know, politics and stuff when I haven't really he's, got he's any. Evil, it's a comedy show. It's, it's a stand-up show about politics. Yeah. It's no, it's not a stand-up show. He's just he's at a lectern. He's a, he's actually running for president. Yeah. So uh, you think lectern? He's, makes he's a British. Difference he's running for difference with stuff. stand-up. Whether it's stand-up or not, it, it's a comedic presentation or a PowerPoint. It's not a, a stand-up show. Yeah. But uh, here's a here's a here's an experiment for everyone to do at home. Uh, this is a time I'm a time traveling podcast. You guys uh, go on Ricky Gervais's uh, Twitter feed right now, and in the last three tweets, I bet you he talked about how there's no God. Uh, just a guess. <laughs> just a guess. I'd uh, say that's bang on. Yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Nicola, where have we strayed and what is... Give us some more entertaining information about what we've covered off tonight. Well, I've been doing most of the research about um, Spicks and Specs ah. and checking its audience reach. Yep. It did. It does do really well um, regionally. We were sort of thinking about whether it had a... Well, past, past zone two. And into regional centres. Facts I had were for the financial year 11-12. And it was number one in all metropolitan and number two regionally only to Doc Martin. Oh, yeah. That show. I love Doc Martin. So the regionals are, are hotter for Doc Martin than they were for, for Adam Hills. Yeah, oh. just. I just had this thing. If there's another leak at the ABC, I get to find out what Josh Earl earns. <laughs> oh, yes. Leak. 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 <laughs> that would be awesome. You could just ask him. You could just ask him. I could. And I will on stage this week. Oh. <laughs> oh, you've got him in this week? Yeah. 
Spoiler alert. <laughs> and also there was the traveling Spicks and Spectacular. Yes. That went everywhere. The stage show. The stage show. It it, went was everywhere. it on ice? I wish it was on ice. It'd be better. So Everything's I. better on ice. I can just ice. imagine me if on ice. How dare you start rumors about no, no, Aaron Murray? They're friends. They're stealing with best friends now. We can't say these things. Uh, so Spicks and Spectacular went everywhere apart from the Northern Territory in Tasmania. Because they couldn't keep the ice frozen up in the moment. <laughs> like what it does he? So it did well in the regionals. and So we'll see how it goes. We'll, I mean, we wish the guys the best. I've already had a little bit of a look at Twitter and, like, uh, they're getting slammed. So oh, really? They're going to have a hard time. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of both, but as Steele was saying, Twitter is, and Facebook are a free-for-all. So. Yeah, so r- right now on uh, Twitter. Don't look. Right now on Twitter, who is Josh Earl is twen- trending. So... Uh. <laughs> it was such a massive misstep for the ABC not to just continue. I know. Even I, even though the original group decided to stop doing mm. it. And, and, you know, they stole the idea originally from Nevermind the Buzzcocks out of the UK. Yeah. Why didn't they just look at what they did over there where, where the host left and done exactly the same yeah. thing? If they're going to copy the, the original concept, copy what they do later. Just keep following yes, them for a while. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, I wish we wish them well. Otherwise, you're pretty. You're all good on your facts. I have an unrelated but fun fact. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chuck Lorre. Is this how we're pronouncing his name? Who did the dick? Is he the dick that did two and a half men? Two and, and a half yeah, men. Hate, hate. Moms. Yep. Keep uh, going. Big Bang Theory. Hate. Yep. Keep hate. going. Roseanne, Sybil, Dharma, and Greg. That uh, guy. Yep. That yeah. guy. I've recently learned what his first two things that he ever did were. Mm. And I thought I should share them with you. Mm. He wrote the song, Deborah Harry's song, French Kissing in the USA. (gasps) French Kissing in the USA. And he wrote, and this is where he got got his original money and fame, he wrote the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. Really? And now he's doing Mom. Uh, well, uh, so, I'll, 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 see, I'll see your, uh, your Chuck Laurie and I'll mm. raise you. Yep. Alan Thick. Yeah. Wrote and or sang the theme tune to Different Strokes. Uh, Alan, Alan Thick from Growing Pains. It takes nice. different strokes yeah. to rule the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. You, that. you want to check that? I'm checking it. <laughs> On the topic of Chuck Laurie, he, he always has interesting vanity cards at the end of his uh, his shows where he actually talks about actual stuff that's, that's going on. There are a few placeholders, but you'll see a, a screen full of text, black text on that's the white right. background. That, that's right. That is actually quite entertaining to oh, read. Oh, is it? Yeah. More, yeah. Probably more entertaining than the shows he's producing, so to be you, honest. So if you Google uh, Chuck Lurry vanity cards, you'll you'll find that somewhere. <gasps> Wait. Alan Thicke's Robin Thicke's father. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Her mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still with Chuck Lauren Tanner and Ninja Turtles. I can't take anymore. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, I'll just sing all the theme songs. It's, it's going Turtles in my head. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle power. No, no. It's, it's, it's heroes, <laughs> heroes in a half shell. <laughs> Turtle power. <laughs> yeah. Oh you guys need to stop feeding me beer when we record this. <laughs> That's thing. all right. Steel's not really across the Tardis. Yeah, Marion's yeah. not across the Tardis. I am so the all over the turtles, though. I, would, I, was, uh, like, I wouldn't have brought turtle. it up if it wasn't for that at the police phone box <laughs> business at the top of the show. Sorry, but your 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 um thingy of me, your what do you call impression? It? Thank you. Your impression of me sounds like Fran Drescher. But you were doing that before yourself. <laughs> So that's, that's rude and nasty. Have you found it? Do you do different Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Right I've moved, yeah, he sung that. 
He sang it. He sang quite a few songs for theme shows. Wheel of Fortune. I didn't know that one had. The What's theme. the Wheel of Fortune theme? Not sure. <laughs> Apparently, there were lyrics to the Blankety Blanks theme tune. I just read a I just read a rumor that Blankety Blanks is coming back. Yeah, yeah, apparently there has been a rumor on and off for a while that uh, Rove may be coming back to the country. He's he's living in LA, isn't he? Nolene Brown going to be on. I suspect not. She could. She's, I, maybe she's Steel. Old. I think Steel could be the next Rove. No. Too much. No, show business has informed me. No, that's not going to happen. So thanks, show business, for that. I, I think you face it pop on TV. He was on TV. <laughs> I've got a voice for television. Thanks for all that info, Nicola. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Hey, Steel, you were on the telly uh, since we last saw you. How, how did that go? It went really well. <laughs> That's the end of that segment. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh. please tell us more. It's not his fault. It was. What show were you on? Was uh, it breakfast television? It was. I was on Studio Ten in uh, up in Sydney, and yeah, we'll just, it was it was good. Um, good to meet Ida. But I tell you who I I was very happy to meet. That's Jonathan Coleman. He is like just the salt of show business. Mm. He's a, he's a great man. He's I, original showbiz. Yeah, I, 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 I've got a lot of respect for Jonathan. You've now got two degrees of separation from Woodrow the dog. And let's keep it that way. <laughs> I think it might stay that way since he's dead. Okay, <laughs> the dog. What was Jonathan Coleman like? He was as great. He was super friendly, happy, funny. Likes if you like vacuum a, a wall next to him, he gets really excited. Um, oh, because he does. Does he do their like live um, sales and, things now? Yeah, he's like the new Moira. Oh, mm. great! So um, yeah. So uh, oh, yeah, I was on that. You can. I've. 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 I've we've. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, no, it's on. It's on uh, Ten Catch Up or oh, Ten Play or I'm not sure. Is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? No, he wasn't actually. He's 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 slimmed down a bit too much for the Hawaiian shirt. So he's looking good these days. Really good. He's looking pretty is that, is good. I'm, a, I'm hoping uh, maybe he might make the crushes in a future week. Is that really? A, hmm. Is that a relative I term or, or like good for? Yeah, is he, like, is he like Mikey Robbins? I don't know what that means. Oh my god, um, Mikey, Mikey Robinson used to be a, a great big man on on Good News Week. Oh, and then he had, okay. He had he had the lap band surgery. And he was quite gone. Can I? Is it too late to change my crushes of the week? Because Steel was on television. <laughs> Steel could have been my crush of the week. Oh, you, Awkward. <laughs> I, I don't think time. I can. Are there any topless photos of you that I'll be able to find online? No. There's actually. <laughs> you'll be able to find online of me um, sucking the nipple of a topless man uh, this oh, week. So, right, so thanks. Google that. Yeah, you're a little bit creepy. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Apparently, my shimmy last week was a little bit creepy. So that was yeah, really that, that, yeah, that, that low is pretty. pretty that bar's pretty low. Hey, we were talking about uh, Ricky Gervais earlier on. Uh, his his partner in crime, as it were, uh, Stephen Merchant, is in a new show called Hello Ladies, which uh, is kind of obviously it's it's running on from his uh, from his one hour special. Uh, there's a DVD out uh, where he does stand up. There's no lectern, so it's, it's definitely a stand-up. Is there an intro? Uh, like but he does have a screen. Okay. PowerPoint is it stand-up still? Is it like, hello, ladies? It is like, hello, ladies. Right, and okay. it's about him being geeky and, and he's, ex, ex, he's six foot seven or something. Oh, so yeah. very, very tall. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so the show, the TV show, actually kind of rolls on from that and he uses some of the same situations and jokes 
in there. Uh, but we'll be reviewing that next week. Right. When Good Dave in. Lawson joins us. Yay. So uh, if you want to play along at home, then get on that and uh, send us what you think, if you care to. Send it through the contact form at boxcutters.net. Yeah. Send it to us by email at hooray at boxcutters.net or to our Twitter or Facebook pages. Those, all of them. All of them. There's so many ways that you can chat to us. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode <laughs> 360. I'd like to thank everybody that is has come in. Am I giving you special thanks still? Do you, do you want Yeah, I want to be like the Heather Locklear of this shit. I want to be yeah, like... Yeah, with special, special guest, guest star. star. Yeah. Yeah. Paris place. Oh. Steel Saunders. Yeah, Steel Saunders, thank you so much for coming in and uh, co- co-hosting the show. Oh, slide. I don't know how my phone made noises then. Sorry, Thanks guys. so much for... Uh, he wants for his own tune. He <laughs> wants his own tune. He wants a special guest star role and his own tune. <laughs> so I'd like to thank Steele for uh, continuing on with the co-host roles. Uh, if, if you love his work and who doesn't, uh, where can we catch you, Steele? Um, you can listen to me also. Like This is about to end. You can go straight back onto iTunes and download I Love Green Guide Letters and uh, we can love some letters. It's, a, it's a, like an hour-ish comedy podcast on every week we've had uh very exciting episodes of late we just put one up this today mm-hmm. i my 99th episode we had it in my house live so we had about uh 40 listeners pack in oh with a live feed and no and no, no jerry no. the podcast cat oh, no. live in no your- we had a live audience in <laughs> oh my, my lounge room <laughs> So it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. So uh, with uh, Ed Cavalli from uh, TV Burp and Get This, and Ash Williams from Various Endeavors, and uh, Luke McGregor from TV Stardom. So uh, you can listen to that free on iTunes or IloveGreenGuideLetters dot com. And if you're uh, just arriving at uh, I Love Green Letters, there's 99 whole episodes that you can go back through the archives of. Yes. Ah, uh, no, we only keep up the last 25. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so you sell the earlier ones. Ah, we will. Hey. We will. Hey. That's where the true podcast money comes from. Big bucks. <laughs> Syndication. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks to everyone else that's been with us. Marion Blythe. Grumpy old man. Nicola Holiday. And I am continuing to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Peace out. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. The show is produced by Brett Cropley with Marion Bly, Rachel Howe, Chris Rankin, Chris Tuddy, and the very handsome Dave Lawson. Brett Cropley records, edits, and produces the audio. Peter Wilson keeps everything nicely greased up on the internet end. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell three friends, write emails, post on Facebook and tweet about us. It means so much to us and spreads the word. Send us your thoughts, feelings and deepest secrets through the Contact Us form on the blog at boxcutters.net. Thanks as always to Josh Canal. It's all kind of different without you. Brett, what's that bit that you say? What's that bit that you say at the end? What's your outro? Uh, you know how you talk about yourself. What do you say? About thanks for uh, and and I continue to be Brett Cropley. Would you stop that? Would I stop continuing it? Stop continuing. Like, why are you persisting with being Brett Cropley? 
There are so many other people that you could be. Or just stop going on about it. (laughs) (laughs) Who gives a fuck? I I come in, Brett Cropley, and I go out, Brett Cropley. We weren't impressed when when you started being it. Like, why would we care if you're going to keep being? We're over it. We're over it. You know know who you could be? Maybe, Maybe I could be. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.